Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Jason and Alexis podcast is brought to you by our friends at Sears Imported Autos, serving four generations of happy returning customers. Sears Imported Autos is just 10 minutes west of downtown on 394 in Minnetonka. More information at searsimports.com. Hey, Jace, did I see you drive by my house in a new car? You sure did there, Goober. I waved to you in your front lawn. Nice. I didn't know you were getting a new one. Where did you go, Jason? I went to Sears Imported Autos, and I really wasn't planning on getting a new car. But I went online. I saw a car. I went in there, and Sue, I love Sue, her service was amazing, and it really was one of those examples of customer service makes a difference. And it's not a surprise to me they've been in business for over 55 years serving not one not two not three four lex and dawn four generations of happy customers and now i'm one of them they were named best of the best for mercedes for 2018 and 2019 i mean it is really where as they say quality meets affordability the selection of their certified pre-owned vehicles will help you find like a dream car at the price you want so if you're gonna get a car don or lex sears imported autos where are they again lex sears imported autos is just 10 minutes west of downtown on 394 in minnetonka more information at searsimports.com and when you walk into sears imported autos make sure you say you heard about them from jace good morning everyone and welcome back welcome to the eight o'clock and final hour of jason and alexis in the morning on my talk 1071 everything entertainment everything rupaul the time has come to lip sync for your life. That's right. Mm-hmm. I'm Jace, Alex, Dawn, and Kenny, who just unmuted his microphone <laughs> and were a better show because of it. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We weren't ignoring you, Kenny. No. I also discovered something in my TV here at, in the office. For some reason, uh, I now get streaming TV for free. Oh. And uh, a, a ton of cowboy uh, uh, channels. So you've probably lost me, Jason. But right, I also right. get, and I'm watching right now, the Bob Ross channel. Oh. Where he has a whole it's channel? 24 hours a day. Nothing but Bob Ross. Wow. So, wow. I seriously. I just might quit my job and just do this forever. <laughs> yeah, just chill out, man. Oh, Wonderful. His voice is so soothing. He is so awesome. Yeah. Um, I get mad at my boyfriend because when he's gaming and I'm getting sleepy, 
Yeah. He's like, all right, I'm going to go get this treasure over here. And uh, <laughs> and then we're going to kill some Vikings. We're gonna I'm going to do this. I'm like, don't, you're Bob Rossing it. Yeah. I'm like, it's no very mistakes. relaxing. The way you're yeah. talking is just, he gets like, very... <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I'm trying to stay awake. Oh, oh, okay. It's like 7.30, and I'm like, dude, you're Bob Ross in it. Come on Come now. on. <laughs> I want to see you do this. Yeah. You're porky pig in it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, gosh, that'd be I great. Love I love that phrase. Anyway, uh, but welcome, uh, welcome to the show, everybody. We're glad you're here. Uh, it is Thursday, and... Uh, at the top of the uh, eight now, we are going to put to use the part of my brain uh, which we've never been able to find a use for. <laughs> I may not be able. I may not be able to tell you uh, where Africa is on a on the map or where France is, but I can surely tell you how long All in the Family uh, ran on CBS. <laughs> so it is time to go down the rabbit. Here they go down the rabbit hole. Down the rabbit hole. Down the rabbit hole. That's right. We're going down the rabbit hole into my weird pop culture mind about a topic that I know way too much about. And today, I think you guys will find this interesting. Well, I hope that's the whole point of this damn thing. Anyway, uh, we are going to talk about the fallout between Joan Rivers and Johnny Carson uh, in the mid to late 80s. And this is obviously a point of much fascination to me. I love late night TV. I love morning television. And I, I remember this whole thing because I was a fan of both of these icons. Sadly, both are now gone. Um, but for you youngins, what you have to realize is, you know, Johnny Carson was coming off of a few years earlier. And this is circa the datelines around 85, 86. And a few years earlier, Johnny Carson had won a huge fight with NBC, basically giving him everything he wanted. He was threatening to leave The Tonight Show. Now, again, in this in this streaming world we're living in, it's hard to wrap your head around how powerful this man was in television. But he was Mr. Television. I mean, if you thought of American television in the 60s, 70s and the 80s, especially his the prime in the 70s and 80s. Johnny Carson was television and could do basically anything he wanted within NBC. Well, a new studio exec came in and tried to poke Johnny foolishly, foolishly, uh, tried to get him to do this and get him to do that. So Johnny threatened to quit. Uh, Johnny went public and uh, started teasing that he was going to quit the Tonight Show. Well, uh, it was a, a long negotiation, and finally, Johnny got everything he wanted, including basically a four-day work week. Um, he was off on Fridays, thus the need, and had ample vacation, um, thus the need for guest hosts, and basically permanent guest hosts. And in uh, the early 80s, Joan Rivers was named the permanent guest host of The Tonight Show starring Johnny Carson, which is a huge deal because again you gotta you gotta get into the you gotta get in the time machine and realize how powerful that show was for comedians. Um, the story goes from everyone from Jerry Seinfeld to Drew Carey to David Letterman uh, that your life would be one way on the day before you went on the Tonight Show, and then the day after you went on the Tonight Show, your life would be drastically changed. Um, that's how career-making it would be. So 
Uh, so Jones started doing it, and you would think that everything was uh, great, that they had a wonderful relationship. Well, that wasn't necessarily the case, even when she was the guest host. Here's Joan talking about her relationship with Johnny. My relationship with Johnny was I adored him on air. He adored me on air. The lights would go down. We had no relationship. He was a very cold man. He wasn't a bad man. He was just a very cold man. And you heard that a lot. Um, You know, Joan, uh, that Johnny was a little distant. But Joan really wasn't invited to, like, Tonight Show parties. Uh, She was very much on her own island. They would be very restrictive of what uh, guests Joan could book. Because they didn't give her... They didn't really give her a lot of Johnny's team. Joan's people had to book the guests. And people, I don't know if people know that. No, Um, I didn't know that. That's weird. Oh, yeah. They were, they, I almost cussed. They were. That's probably because of Johnny, right? uh, Well, it was the whole team. They were, they were, they were buttholes. Yeah, Fred, uh, 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 Fred Cordova. Cordova? Um, they were well, and they were jerks to Letterman. Even though you know they they loved Letterman, Letterman couldn't book certain guests if Johnny's team said so. And anyway, but yeah, so Joan was responsible for literally calling people herself and saying, "Hey, I'm substituting. Can you come? You know, be on the show." Well, um, Joan started to renegotiate. She wanted to renegotiate her contract, and that's when things started kind of falling apart in the mid-'80s. And here's Joan talking about that. Culty, showing your emotions. Probably, yeah. Probably true. I think I'm better at it now than I was. But I think that's true. I don't want to turn to a pity party interview, but it was, uh, uh, you weren't welcomed into the NBC family. You were treated like an outsider. They, uh, my numbers were amazing compared to his and uh they never they didn't even invite me the first two years to the like cast party or the christmas party yeah he felt very i was always very hurt very hurt uh, and then we were trying to get my contract renewed and they were just i guess they just figured where's she going and they didn't renew it, and that's when fox came to me fox was starting the network and they approached us ruben murdoch and barry Dillon, and they said when your contract's up, we will give you everything that you have now, plus five-year guarantee and $15 million. Oh, so good. that deal was made because, again, let's go in the Wayback Machine. The Fox Broadcasting Company was just beginning. This was still, you know, NBC, ABC, and CBS were the only networks, and PBS were the only mm-hmm. networks. Fox had just started, uh, had no footprint, um, obviously didn't have a late-night presence, and as you heard Joan say, and and she's right, her ratings were really good. I mean, really good for NBC. There was no fall off when, when Johnny wasn't there. I mean, some nights there were, but she was consistently a ratings winner for them. Anyway. How dare so, she ask for more? Well, yeah, I mean, now, it's, now you look at this through a different lens, uh-huh. a whole different lens. You think he was um, jealous? Yeah, and I think, well, look, I mean, bitter. you know, not so much bitter, but I mean, you know, he was protecting, protecting his show yeah. and, you know, and his, yeah, e- you know, and he had an ego. Yeah. yeah. We've all had to do it. Yeah. And, um, but no, I mean, now it would, you would look at it differently. Um, so Joan was approached by Rupert Murdoch and was approached to do this show for Fox called The Late Show. There were, you know, je- <laughs> funny letterman wasn't the first one to have a show called the late show it was actually joan rivers 
But anyway, um, you're getting ready to hear Joan made uh, one one big mistake in this whole thing. And, and, and this clip is from the great documentary from PBS called The King of Late Night, Johnny Carson. You're going to hear from a media writer, and then you're going to hear from Peter LaSalle. Um, Peter LaSalle was a longtime executive producer for The Tonight Show starring Johnny Carson, and then later David Letterman uh, on CBS. And here is how everything kind of fell apart between uh, Joan and... Um, and uh, Johnny, let's take a listen to this. Here we go. At that point, she'd already been talking with Fox and already had a deal for a show of her own. But what she didn't do was tell him long before. The night before she announced that she was starting a show on Fox. This is Peter LaSalle. At a press conference, Johnny got wind of that because she never went to Johnny and said, hey, I've got this wonderful opportunity and I hope I have your blessings, but I wanted you to know she never did that. She never, ever mentioned it. And of course, everybody double crosses everybody in this business. And somehow it was leaked. And I called him first phone call. And I said, Johnny, and he had obviously heard and he hung up on me. He was furious with her. And I think rightfully so. And that was it. He never spoke to me again. Johnny never did. And and really, I mean, never, ever, ever, ever spoke to her again. Um, she told the story. They were at a um, like a benefit or something. Mm-hmm. And she went she went to approach him and he literally walked to the other side of the mm-hmm. uh, room. He never spoke to her again. Mm-hmm. Now, even she admits in retrospect you know, and there's no good way to handle these things. You know, business is business, and this is tricky. Hollywood is is so. I mean, please, there's people find out they're fired from the trades and and all all the time, and it's always been that way. It's a rough business. However, even Joan admitted if she had, if she would have, if she could go back, she probably should have told Johnny first, yeah. um, and said, "Hey, this, you know, they've approached me. Um, I have loyalty to you." But can I ask your permission to take this opportunity? Um, Or just to tell him. I don't think she has to have permission. It's just to keep him in the know. Yeah, well, she was under contract, Lex. That's what I mean by permission. So she kind of, you know, uh, at that time. At the time when Barry and Diller and Rupert Murdoch first approached her, she was still at the end of her contract with with NBC. Oh, then. Yeah. So just to be able, yeah, just to say, hey, Johnny, um, but yeah, and she didn't do that and she went to Fox and the ratings were great for a couple months and then they tanked and then the late show with Joan Rivers was canceled after less than a season. Um, and that gave. Hi everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of you are what you read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Birth to the Arsenio Hall show. Um, so, yeah. So there we go. There's a little... A little deep dive into late night history right there. Uh, it is uh, now we can come out of the rabbit hole. See the sunshine, everybody. What a yes. brutal business, huh? Man. Horror, it yeah. is. It really is. Yeah. It really sad. is. Yeah, sad, really. Yeah. That whole thing. 
818, when we come back, she's not sad. She's happy. Elizabeth Reese and the Dirt Alert is next. Warning, here comes a cliche, ladies. Your smile is your calling card to the world. Yeah, even though people can't see our smiles on the radio. Well, they can sense we're smiling even during your dad jokes, Lex. Um, Dawn, I don't know if I would categorize that post-joke look as smiling. Rude! All jokes aside, your smile is so important. And if you don't like yours for whatever reason... It can be debilitating. It can really affect the quality of your life. And that's why we're so proud to represent Dr. Amy Hughes at Hughes Dental. Dr. Amy has her fantastic virtual smile consults. Here's how it works. You email Dr. Amy with your smile concerns. You can even upload a pic at Hughes-Dental.com. And Dr. Amy will send you back a private video message detailing an action plan. And here's one of the best things. There's no pressure to buy. She doesn't believe in that stuff. This is your year to change your smile. And yes, here's another cliche, change your life. And she's the best at cosmetic dentistry. Don't you have a fun nickname for Dr. Amy, Jace? I sure do. The Yoda of cosmetic dentistry. Trust her, we do. Very good Yoda there, Don. Contact Dr. Amy and take advantage of her virtual smile consults at Hughes dash dental.com and don't forget dr amy can be your regular dentist too she's my regular dentist again that's hughes dash dental.com this is a my talk dirt alert the dirt alert is coming up in a matter of seconds but thursday also means we have a half price deal and dawn has details on that hello dawn hello just went on sale at 8 15 it's for chanhassen dinner theaters it's a pair of tickets for dinner and a show to see a chanhassen dinner theater main stage musical performance normally 200 dollars. it's half price a hundred dollar voucher and the Music Man will resume on July 2nd. Tickets are on sale now. Go to mytalk1071.com. Keyword deals for this offer. And now the great Elizabeth Reese has the biggest pop culture stories of the day. Hello, Elizabeth. Hi, you guys. It's nice to be with you this morning. Good to have you. But I do have to start with a very sad story. This story about Lady Gaga and her dog walker is unbelievable. If you've missed it, here's what happened. We don't know. Okay. Anything. Lady Gaga's dogs were targeted by thieves Mm. last night. The thieves shot her dog walker and stole two of her French bulldogs. So let me tell you. What? It's terrible. This is terrible. So the dog walker, let me just tell you, was hospitalized, um, but he is expected to be okay. So that's good. And here's what happened. He had three of Lady Gaga's bulldogs out in Hollywood just before 10 p.m. when one gunman and possibly more came out of nowhere. Uh, TMZ is reporting about this. They say we don't know what was said, but the dog walker was shot and the gunman made off with two of the dogs. Uh, Lady Gaga is now offering $500,000 for the return of her dogs, no questions asked. (gasps) Oh, no. It's unbelievable. So uh, there are reports circulating that only two bulldogs being walked was with one taken and then one was escaped but later found. But law enforcement sources say three dogs were being walked. There's pictures of them on TMZ. And, I mean, it might be hard for you to look at, Jason, because they look like Mr. Big and they're so cute. I I just clicked it. I clicked off it. I know. So the third... um, So what happened was apparently three dogs were being walked. Two were taken by the gunman. The third dog ran away but was later recovered. 
um, her Lady Gaga has been in Rome working on a new movie and her bodyguard was seen picking up the recovered bulldog. And sources close to Gaga are saying, understandably, she's like distraught about this. Oh, my gosh. It's so upsetting. So they don't know. Ransom? Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Law enforcement says they don't know if the target was Lady Gaga's dog specifically. French bulldogs are in demand and they're expensive. So maybe the gunman didn't know the dogs were owned by Lady Gaga, but I'm kind of finding that hard to believe. You don't shoot somebody over like. Uh, Come on. I mean, I love a French bulldog, but like I didn't mean to say like over an average French bulldog. But you know that the money train is behind Lady Gaga's French bulldogs. Did that sound insensitive? I'm sorry if it did. Uh, no, we get what right. you mean. Oh, please. Well, yeah. I, I, we understand. I'm a French dog. I'm a French bulldog owner. I did not take offense. I I knew what you meant. Yeah. The but average. Me I didn't mean to insult the average no. French bulldog. Uh, oh, <laughs> I don't Big believe me. Average. He is not average. Um, he's a sausage with legs. And, and you know, <laughs> our good friend Laura Shara has a French bulldog. Yes. Mr. Bacon. We love uh-huh. French bulldogs. Yeah. Oh. And let me just tell you, uh, any would-be kidnappers, uh, good luck trying to grab that sausage. Uh, yeah. Seriously. And no. Dexter. Dexter, yeah. Dexter will <laughs> bite your head off. Dexter will come after you. That's yes. good. I know. It's very sad. So we'll keep you posted on that throughout the day oh. today. But really a sad situation and so sad for that Horrible. man who was walking the dogs. He was shot. Yeah. I mean, oh it's terrible. Thank goodness he is getting care and again is expected to be okay. Uh, Garth Brooks announcing that Trisha Yearwood has COVID and he tested negative. So he said in a statement yesterday, anyone who knows me knows my world begins and ends with Miss Yearwood. So she and I will ride through this together. Mm-hmm. Um, they've been quarantining, quarantining together at their home in Tennessee. They were exposed to the virus when a member of their team tested positive recently. And Garth Brooks said that they tested twice. He is still tested negative. Um, and she's doing well. She's on her way out of the tunnel. So she's she's doing well. That's the main thing, too. You know, yeah, just making sure that the symptoms he said yep. she's still experiencing symptoms. But he said she's tough. She's stronger than me. And most wives in any heterosexual relationship are nodding and saying, yes, I am stronger <laughs> than my husband, too. <laughs> Thank you for declaring that, Garth Brooks. Do you have a camera into my studio? <laughs> what? Elizabeth. <laughs> oh gosh. Oh, they yeah. don't call it a man cold for nothing. Man. <laughs> Holy buckets. Um <laughs> Catherine McPhee and David Foster welcomed their first child together. Wow. Yeah. This is Catherine McPhee's first child. This is David Foster's uh sixth child. Mm. He is seventy one years old and has a newborn. She's wow. 36. Girl. I mean, that's, Girl. listen, I have a I'm newborn. Tired for him. And I'm tired for him. I'm tired for uh, me. Ooh, I'm tired for everyone. Ooh. Yeah. I'm, I'm not the age difference, whatever. You know how I feel about that. Uh, hashtag no judgment here. However, I'm sitting here at my mid forties. Yeah. And the thought of, of breeding at this point in my life, <laughs> I'm like, oh my goodness. Yeah. I'm listen, like, I just had uh, another yeah. geriatric pregnancy and I feel you. <laughs> I feel you. David Foster. Wow. Okay, dude. 71. His oldest child is 47. His next children are 39, 38, and 34. And remember, his wife is 36. I mean, I'm just saying. Like, listen, Jason, and you can say the age difference. The age, yes, I get you don't want to throw stones because you live in a beautiful glass house with a table always set and ready for dinner parties. (laughs) Thank you. That being said, that's, it's totally, it is different. different. This is different. This is a huge age difference. And then, I mean, there is like... 
there is a mortality situation here yeah. when you talk about guys in their 70s and 80s siring offspring. Yeah. Siring. And, yeah. and let's right. be clear. And let's be clear. Uh, Colin is really 46 and I'm really <laughs> 31. Totally I mean, true. that's, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, he's way more mature than I am. So <laughs> Elizabeth is mature and you can watch her maturity blossom <laughs> today at three. We'll be right back with real. Ho- that was gross. Actually. And now on Jason and Alexis in the morning, a message from our sponsor from like the 70s or 80s. The home of good, good food is Howard Johnson's. Now have Howard Johnson's good, good food at home. Howard Johnson's is such a friendly place to have good food. And the next best thing to eating out at Howard Johnson's is eating out at home with Howard Johnson's frozen foods. Howard Johnson's now takes tender, ocean-fresh fillets of haddock and bakes them in a rich cheddar and tomato sauce, then quick-freezes them for you to serve in minutes. And there are so many other Howard Johnson's frozen foods at your grocer's now. Howard Johnson's delicious macaroni and cheese, shrimp croquettes with a Sherry Newberg sauce, chicken croquettes with a creamy fricassee sauce, and more. The home of good, good food is Howard Johnson's. Now have Howard Johnson's good, good food at home. This has been a Jason and Alexis classic commercial. We now return you to our regularly scheduled mediocre radio show. That's right. Dripping with fricassee sauce. Jason and Alexis (laughs) in the morning. (laughs) I never ate it at Howard Johnson. Oh, I did. Oh, Hojo's. Hojo's. They were... You're traveling on the great American highway system. Uh, chances are, if you would pull over with your family, you would stay. You would either, if you were in the South, you would go to Stuckey's with their pecan roll, or in other parts, yeah. you would do a Howard Johnson's. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's right. Uh, speaking of the South, uh, the Real Housewives of Atlanta making some news. And first of all, I was talking about this with my my new stylist because you know I had to fire Mermaid. I sent her back out in the ocean. Um, <laughs> Uh, mermaid was who cut my hair for over a decade. She believed in mermaid, so I called her mermaid, but uh, she's back in the ocean now. So I was talking to uh, Megan, who cuts the do now, and she said that the Real Housewives of Atlanta episode from Sunday <laughs> featuring a bachelor party yes. was perhaps the best episode of that show ever. What? Um, like oh, ever? Yeah. I, I heard it was pretty. It was for oh. Cynthia's uh, Cynthia's bachelorette party. Yes, and there was debauchery going on. Yeah. I guess oh, there good. was. I guess there was a man. I guess a stripper or something. Yep. Dawn, yep. did you hear this? I did. I read an article about it. I didn't see the episode, but uh, there's a stripper, <laughs> and Portia Portia was really into this stripper. And so he does his dance, all the stuff he stays to drink. Uh, Kenya and Cynthia went to bed early. Uh, but Kenya Moore got up at like 5 a.m. And she heard somebody knocking boots with Cannon the stripper. Apricots. Canning apricots. Uh, and it seemed like it was coming from Porsche's room. So. Oh, oh, oh. I'm not surprised at all. Yeah, Especially and I guess it's coming from Kenya, who loves to stir yeah. the pot uh-huh. about Portia always. And I'm not surprised that Portia would do this. 
And I guess he's this... single now, right? Porsche, yeah. I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. And I know, Dom, this isn't the story for Real Housewives for you, but <laughs> no, I was just, I was gossiping in the beauty parlor yesterday, like a good Southern woman. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, they were saying that this guy, he was, how do we put this on family radio? Oh, yeah. Um, he had a nickname of some sort. Yeah. It was um, Lex. He, um, mm hmm. Ho, ho, ho. Green giant. Uh, I guess it looked like Godzilla. I guess it was oh. like. Oh, wow. Oh, arm. Oh, yes. I guess this thing looked like it could terrorize downtown Hong Kong. <laughs> wow. Oh, Lord. Do you yeah. blame her then? I Maybe know. the other one was just jealous. Yeah. I don't know, but now I have to watch this episode. I've been out of Atlanta for a while, but they Me said too. this. It was it's all over it, huh? social. Yeah, I guess it was It was all over social media on Sunday. But anyway, there's another Atlanta story, right, Don? Mm-hmm. Okay, so there's Cherie more. Whitfield. Yeah, more. We all love Cherie. Um, <laughs> in 2016, do you remember? I don't know if you were watching then, but she revealed that she was dating a prisoner. Yeah. Okay, yeah. well that guy is out of jail. So she that's her boyfriend now. His name is Tyrone Gilliams and he was released from prison in Kentucky last week and uh he basically has been spending a lot of quality time with Cherie. They've been spending time in Philadelphia, going out to enjoy cheesesteaks, etc. Um and um Cherie's helping him acclimate back into life on the outside, helping him catch up on the latest technology, which probably means she bought him an iPhone. Um, so they dated briefly a decade ago. If you remember, mm-hmm. she was dating him long before she met her last husband. Yeah. But then he cut off contact when he realized that the feds were going to indict him in a wired fraud, a wire fraud case. So he was oh, sentenced to 10 years back in uh, October of 2013. So uh, they reconnected in 2016 around her birthday, and she just started, decided to start dating him again while he was in prison. That's when she told the other girls on the show, like, I'm dating Tyrone again. Um, hmm. So he got an mm-hmm. early re- release because COVID is spreading in prison. Yeah. Oh. So that's why he's out that's early. Um. And at wow. this time, I will play Alex, one of Alexis's favorite drops featuring Sheree. Uh, whenever someone oh, asks you a question. <laughs> so whenever someone asks you a question and you're just a big fat no, here we go. Hail to the no, to the no, no, no. She, I loved her on the show. God. I didn't always agree with her, but no. she was so good. She didn't take any S from anybody. Hail to the no, to the no, no, no. There was always that feud between her and Kendra Moore because they were both building homes at the same time. And Cherie was like taking forever to build her house. It was right down the street. And so they had like back to back uh, uh, housewarming parties and they were trying to one up each other. And Kendra would walk around Cherie's, which wasn't finished. That she sort of rushed through, like you couldn't go in certain rooms, and it was just one of the best oh. episodes ever. Oh God! Oh God! She she was, I mean, sincerely, one. She had the best 
she could drag on people like the best. <laughs> yes. Here's you know I her on the show, guys. No, no. she's not. Oh, has it been a few years? Yeah. Oh, oh god. I wish they'd bring her back. I'd she start watching again. Oh well, I loved when when um, Nini and Sheree would get into it. No, that god. was oh god. Yes. Here's here's a little here's a little bit a montage of those two fighting oh, from the gosh, Real Housewives. Yes. Yeah, here we go. I don't need to take money from I anybody. Why? I am very Why? rich. Why? Bitch. Why? I say I am very rich. You need to get your mother How about that? They're done. They're done. Oh, you're done. I knew you when you had the right Wow. Ooh, this is my I knew favorite. you. Oh, wow. I knew you when you had your rotten teeth. And I then, love it. Ooh. Atlanta is my favorite Real Housewives. Oh, oh, and then did you hear Nini? Nini has a line that I told the story when Nini goes, "Excuse my friend." She goes, "I am very rich, bitch." Yeah. <laughs> that, that is, oh. Lex, Lex, and Dawn, remember? Yes. I, this this was yes. two years. Oh, this was two years ago, and I went to a Twins game. We Colin and I just told the story because we were with the friend that we were with that night. I did not eat all day, and I went to a Twins game, no. and I was overserved, <laughs> and um, and I was feeling my Wheaties, and I go into the, <laughs> I go into the one of the the pro shops, and I found a hat finally that would fit me because you guys, you know, Lex and I both have giant heads. I mean, we I can't wear normal hats, and I really mean that. So I finally found a, a, a I finally found a baseball hat that would fit me, and there were two different designs, two different colors, and I am trashed. Like I'm not I'm not proud of this, no. but I was messy. I was real messy, and I rarely get messy. And Colin and my our friend Brian was standing there, and I go. I go, which, which one should I get? Which one should I get? I just, I, I don't know. I can't figure it out. And Colin was getting so irritated with me. And I just, and I quote, I go, I can get both. I'm rich, bitch. And I quoted <laughs> Nene and everybody in the store looks at me and I'm like, oh my God, I'm humiliating Colin once again. Anyway. Oh my yeah. gosh. We laugh about that all, I mean, quite often. Did you get both oh hats? God. Yes, I got both hats. <laughs> I am big. And I screamed it like Colin goes, Jason, we are in a, we're in a, this is Target Field and people know you and here you are quoting the Real Housewives of Atlanta. They don't know what it is. They They don't know what it is. They think you're really being a diva. They, they, I know. I'm like, oh gosh. Great, Jace. I love that story. I know. I am very rich, bitch. Give me both hats. Uh, hey friends, my talk uh, loves local, and uh, we're really excited that today on Lori and Julia, the folks from Let's Dish will be there. And also, we have listener rewards that you're going to want to sign up for: Pizza Luce gift cards, REI gift cards, Caribou Coffee, plus uh, a private theater rental at AMC. It's all waiting for you uh, right there in listener rewards. Eight forty three. When we come back. I have today's Jump the Shark. Oh, and good. if you've ever watched HGTV, <laughs> you will be with me on this oh, when well, we come I back. I see what you put in the grid. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Beep. <laughs> when we Uh-oh. come back. Welcome back. Jason and Alexis in the morning on My Talk 1071, Everything Entertainment. Thank you so much for listening each and every day. We greatly, greatly appreciate it. It is time now, as we end our show every day, 
to figure out to name the person, place, or thing that has officially jumped la shark. Mm-hmm. I'm fire up the boat. I'm jumping the shark. 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 It's not as good as it used to be. Things have gotten worse, not better. What happened to you? It was dump a Today, I have one. I am naming idiots on HDTV. Um, <laughs> Which ones? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm. I'm watching. And, and we are watching my husband. We are watching in in, in a in abundance the uh, Discovery Plus streaming service. I love it. I loves it, and uh, I love House Hunters. I love a lot of the HGTV shows. But yesterday, we had in the background Hawaii Life or Hawaii Hunters. So it's House Hunters, but in Hawaii. And I'm going to use I'm going to use this one guy as an example, but this is an umbrella problem. And he's just my most recent example. Dude's budget, his budget that he said was eight hundred thousand dollars. Okay. Okay. So the realtor is showing him houses all around. I gosh, I wish Colin's working or I would have him calling because this enrages him like RuPaul's (laughs) drag race. Um, His budget was eight hundred thousand. And the three houses that this realtor was showing him were all in the sixes. Come there was on. O- there was only one in the seven. Okay, now this is important. So as he is going through these houses in Hawaii, in Awa- on Oahu, he is nitpicking. Like he's going through, and it's like, oh, I don't like the hardware on the on the kitchen cabinets. Oh, I don't, I don't like that little nook right there. Oh, no, I, this room is just a little too small. And I'm sitting here, and I'm, I'm wanting to throw things at the TV because you have $200,000 to work with, and you're complaining. That, that she's showing you three houses way under your budget, Bahol. And you're sitting here complaining about the handles on the cabinets, which can be changed for like a hundred dollars. Oh, right? Yeah. Why are you looking at that detail? So, so easy. My, my blanket thing with HGTV participants is when they complain about the the easiest things. When they get hung up on things that are so easily fixable by one trip to the Home Depot or one swish of a can of paint. And they mm-hmm. get fixated and they and, and they, they sink their ship because they don't like hardware or, you know, uh, the shade of white is not quite right. And especially this dude who had, even if you didn't want to go to the top of your budget, okay, let's be let's be conservative. Uh sink sixty thousand dollars into it. I think within a sixty thousand dollar budget, you can get new hardware. <laughs> Easily, yes. You think it's but, just uh, the producers spreading this out <laughs> content, this, making it an hour program? <laughs> but this happens all. Hour. This happens all the time, yeah. though. There are yeah, so yeah. many of these people on these shows that get hung up on the dumbest things. Mm. People are, you know, why? It's because we've now grown up on HGTV, and we're all, spo- you know, we're now we're spoiled. We're all we all want open concepts, and we now know all the terms. 
and we we all That's have true. this and we have these expectations that don't match it's like caviar taste on a diet coke budget you know what i mean and it's like mm-hmm. I, I or caviar taste on a cracker budget or whatever that saying is i don't know um it's the end of the show and i'm spent but um but <laughs> we got you <laughs> Being a son of a real estate broker, that is uh, that is the, one of their biggest. Um, what's the word? Uh, pet peeves. Yeah, pet peeves, irritation, especially people, wealthy people, people have, that have money and that are actually just writing a check for property as opposed to getting a loan. Uh, and uh, yeah, my dad mm. knows some people that, despite how much money he might make from the sale, will not deal with that person. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, it. yeah. Because it's just not worth his time and his brain power and his aggravation <laughs> and getting upset because they nitpick every little thing, you know, and they end up seeing yeah. 18 properties and rejecting all of them for minor little reasons. Oh, it's infuriating. Yeah, so and yeah, I get yeah. it. We all know by now, like house hunters, the fix is in. We all know that they've already selected a house. Yeah. Right. But I'm right. I'm talking about this across programming because this happens on all of those shows yes, where these people get hung up on the dumbest, most fixable things. And right. and I blame I blame I do blame watching HGTV. Because we have these, we have this sense that you're gonna everything should be turnkey, and if it's not, a, if it's if there's a little bit of work, girl, nope, nope, mm-hmm. we're not gonna do it. It's like, mm-hmm, well. but it's like Lex said mm-hmm. too. You know, sometimes it's producers where, uh, well, yeah. what, we've got ten minutes of material and we need to fill twenty minutes. Totally. You know. yeah, go off on that hardware right there. Oh, yeah. he, <laughs> there's no, you know, the nails was, in the deck aren't right. Who knows? He, right. he was driving right. me nuts. Like we liked him at first. He had twin sons. He was a good looking, seemed nice, but he was so. By the time we got done, I, I didn't so want him to have. I, I didn't even want him to have a house. I didn't. <laughs> no. oh, I'm so glad you brought this up because I love. You know, there's shows like that about Alaska and islands and Hawaii and the mountains. And you're right. Across the board, they're all the same. Like, oh, it just it, drives me insane. It's like, dude, all of the houses she showed him, I would sell a Lexus for on eBay. No offense, Lex. Yeah. I love you. But I would say, you know what I mean? Yeah. They were yeah. all. I put some new granny panties on to perfect. make a little. Thank Especially you. if you've got a $600,000 budget, it's $400,000. Just yeah. shut up and write the check. Yes. And go to Restoration yeah, Hardware. Paradise. Yes, in paradise. Yeah. I don't even know why I said it like that. Hire anyway, somebody to do it. God. Thank you, Don. If you're a kid listening and you're being bullied, you go out there and be yourself. Don't let people fat shame you. You're just fine the way you are. Right, Lex? Amen to that. You be you. Have a great day, everyone. We love you. We'll talk tomorrow.